True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. Thank you for joining me for episode 27 of True Connections with Weston Jolly. This podcast episode is entitled Bats in My Attic or How Not to Go Batshit Crazy. <laughs> Once upon a time, a husband and wife team delighted in purchasing an old house. It was indeed a real fixer upper. I'm pretty sure that the house that they bought was built in the early 1900s and it needed a lot of love. The couple saw something in the house that they wanted to restore. They had a vision. It would be hard work, but they wanted to do it anyway. But finding bats in the attic wasn't a part of the plan. I promised the couple that I wouldn't reveal their names, but a great deal of the facts about bats came from them. So thank you. You know who you are. The woman that I spoke with laughed with me because before this incident, she didn't know a darn thing about bats. I must confess, I didn't know much about them either. But I feel that there's a real spiritual lesson in this story that's worthy of our time and attention. Bats have a special appeal this time of year, and they are most unusual creatures. So I thought you'd be spiritually interested in the subject matter. First, bats are not birds, and they are certainly not insects. Biologically, they are mammals. In case you've forgotten what constitutes a mammal, let me help. Mammals are endothermic. This means that their body temperature is regulated, which enables them to live in almost any climate on Earth. This is commonly referred to as warm-blooded. Lastly, they produce milk to feed their babies. When was the last time that you had a good swig of bat's milk? No? Never heard of drinking it? <laughs> Neither have I. I just made that up. Finding bats in your attic could be an analogy to being crazy. Hmm... That's an interesting idea. We'll have to come back to that thought. Believe it or not, bats represent about 20% of all mammals. Yes, this means that there are a lot of them. And as you'd expect, they come in many different sizes and forms. The smallest mammal, let alone the smallest flying mammal, is a special little bat that is the height of a half dollar. The larger ones, you know the ones that you see on the eve of Halloween, have a wingspan that is five inches longer then Lady Gaga is tall. If you didn't know, Lady Gaga is 5'2", and if you add 5 inches, this makes this flying fox pretty big with a wingspan of 5 feet 7 inches. It's likely you've never seen any bats in your attic, and we seriously need to talk about that. Bats like to roost in places that are quiet and have no light. They also don't like to be disturbed. I'd like to tell you that they're hiding, but this isn't exactly true because you can find them if you know where to look. They love to gather in large groups and find themselves at home in all the cracks of a cave, roof, or even your mind. Oop, did I say that? Can bats get into your head? No, not really, but they do get around. There are three species classified as vampire bats. Yes, they do drink blood. 
mostly that of cattle and horses, but they have been known to feed on people too, (laughs) or that's what some say. But what if bats could get into your head? I'm sorry, I meant to say in your attic. And let's say that they could drink your blood. How are we doing so far? Well, let's get to the good part and how bats really get into your mind. Let's talk about bat shit. Bat poo, or its more scientific name, guano, is highly toxic. Your lungs labor in breathing the smell, and ultimately bat guano can cause lung disease. Well, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel this way about any kind of poo. Cat poo, dog poo, well, you know, poo poo. I don't care if it's considered scientifically toxic or not. However, because bat guano has very high concentrations of vitamin K, there are stories that doctors in the 1300s fed it to patients in mental institutions. If this is true, I should do a whole podcast on this insanity. Anyway, dispensing bat guano for consumption of people was thought to calm the nerves of those who were mental institutions. Instead, it had the opposite effect, and according to this story, the patients were driven to the brink of insanity. Thus the term batshit crazy. The phrase that I like most about bats is this one, blind as a bat. Naturally, bats aren't blind. They have great echolocation abilities like dolphins and whales to navigate. The reason I like this phrase is because, as a metaphor, blind as a bat can mean not seeing something right in front of you. Well, maybe this is where all this bat stuff is starting to add up. They hate to be in the light. They love to hide in dark places. They gather in groups. Occasionally, they drink blood. Their poo smells like shit. But again, all poo does. And now we understand we can have bats in the attic, and we may not even know it. Maybe I should rephrase that. We have bats in the attic, and we don't want to acknowledge it. Ah, this is where I really want to dig in. My mom is the one who first introduced me to the definition of a white lie. I remember it well because of how it felt when I called her out on her lie. I stopped my mom during the midst of her talking about the event, and I said, that's not true. Uncomfortably, my mom shifted and said, it's okay, it's just a white lie. What's a white lie, I asked. She explained the details, but I really couldn't understand the concept. I guess I was about eight at the time. Ultimately, I processed the definition, and I put it into my head. This was clearly one of my first bats that I put into my attic. Uh, did, Did I say attic? I meant to say my mind. I'll rephrase that. It was the first time that I chose to open the door to letting a bat in. I didn't know any better. Unfortunately, it wouldn't be the first. In time, I discovered a whole group of bats. And yes, like the physical bats themselves, these thoughts only came forth when it was dark out. At one point, I determined I didn't want to be blind as a bat. I actually wanted to see the truth. To see truth, I needed to see the bats. It's funny how things get passed down and repeated over and over as if it's truth. It's funny until it isn't, right? I've always had a wonderful insight. I've always known that something didn't feel right about my being taught about white lies. It felt like mom made the whole white lie concept up. What I mean is it felt like she was changing the rules so she could lie whenever she wanted to. Just like somebody playing a game who makes up a whole new rule to win. It didn't make sense, but I get how she needed an excuse to lie. Technically, a white lie is supposedly a harmless little lie used to avoid hurting someone's feelings. What a crock of shit. 
Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me bring that back. What a bunch of poo. White lies wouldn't be the only thing that I put into my attic. I really didn't know the more lies and thoughts that I placed in my mind, the larger the darkness and the separation would become. Ultimately, I felt like the couple who bought their fixer-upper house. I needed to clean my attic. You probably don't know, but by law, you can't kill bats. I don't know why, and I don't care, but I think it's a wonderful analogy because you can't kill lies, deceptions, or darkness as a whole either. You don't need to be afraid of the lies, even if and participating in them makes you feel like you've given blood. This happens when you choose it. If you're anything like me, you don't want anything sucking on you. But before we get into that kind of detail, you've got to clean your attic. I'm serious. You probably don't even know what kinds of bats you have in your attic. For your continued education, scientists believe that there are 1,200 different species of bats. The most common kind of bat is the tiny brown bat. It's ugly and has dark brown fur on its back. Underneath this bat, it's gray, accented with a black head and pointy ears. What is the most common type of bat in your mind? Did I say your mind, or did I say attic? It doesn't matter, because you now know that I'm talking about the same thing. Lies. If you're hosting bats in your attic, you can expect that your house is going to smell like toxic bat guano. Perhaps not right away, but certainly in time. What does this look like? Well, do you really want to know? In your mind is where all disease begins. Lies and deceptions do affect the body. But you're going to ask, how do I get bats out of my attic if I can't kill them? It's an interesting question, one I'd like to address. According to the couple who bought their fixer-upper home, it's going to cost them about $10,000 to remove the bats from their attic. First, you've got to get the bats out. This is where you remove all of the lies that are flying around up there. They're not doing anything except attracting more bats of dishonesty. In the bat world, pest control experts use ultrasonic devices to wreak havoc on the bat's sonar. In essence, it's a defensive maneuver. These frequencies confuse the bat's ability to navigate. The bats get puzzled because of the energy, so they leave. Once they're gone, you've got to board up the attic, plugging up any holes so the bats don't come back. This part is pretty important. It sounds simple enough, but I can't tell you how many times I've seen lies return because someone forgot to board up their attic. In our study of bats, this makes sense. If you're going to clean your mind, you must address the old disinformation and experiences so that there aren't any entry points for these same patterns to return. I'm really enjoying this analogy. Aren't you? Then it's time to really get down in it. People who actually get in and remove the bat poo have to dress very carefully so they don't get deathly ill. This makes sense. I feel this way whenever I have to clean the toilet. I have a special hazmat suit for that too. No, not really. But I thought about purchasing one. To get rid of bat shit, you have to get rid of all of it. This is true for the inhabitants of the house. It's also true in relation to your body. Assuming exterminators can successfully remove bats from your attic, you may wonder where do these bats go? Well, that's easy. They fly over to your neighbor's house. Think I'm teasing? I'm not. Think about it as this relates to your mind. If someone is clearing their mind of falsehood, these old lies need to go back home. So where do these misrepresentations go? 
In this analogy, they usually go back to the person or place where they originated. As an example, when I'm assisting someone to clear their mind, they are removed from the blood-sucking energy that drains them. The actual sound of returning lies to their place of origin sounds hauntingly like squealing pigs. It's really quite annoying. By comparison, the screeching of bats used to maneuver isn't too bad. Here's the deal. The bats, or undesired tails, might find a home in your neighbor's house. I emphasize they can, but they won't if their attic is sealed up tight. If your neighbor doesn't have a place for the lies to nest, then there isn't a problem. And yes, for those of you who think that you can protect your neighbor from hosting bats that aren't theirs, well, good luck, because you can't stop them if that's what they want to do. You know, my mom had a lot of things going on in her attic, not all of them so healthy. To be honest, I appreciate her journey, but I don't need to take any of her bats and put them into my mind. I don't blame her. I don't. Still, I don't want someone else's bats flying around and looking for a home in my attic or in my mind. I'm not saying I need to protect my mind. I'm just saying I'm not looking to create some dark place where lies can come roost. As far as being afraid of going batshit crazy, I wouldn't go there if I were you. If you're going to see what is right in front of you, all you have to do is follow the bats. Where there are bats, there's also bat shit. And even if you can't see the bats, you can't miss that bat poo. It smells something awful. Having bats in your attic makes you feel like you're trapped. Trapped because this is what all lies create. They limit you. And once you've started, you need to create more to keep the whole fib thing going. You actually can't kill the bats. You have to invite them to leave, just like lies and thoughts and experiences of this nature. I suppose everyone has a bat or two in their attic, but once you really get it, you'll develop a habit of intolerance. Biologically, bats reproduce really slow. A female bat gives birth to a pup or two once a year. Good thing bats don't reproduce exponentially, but lies can. Why would you want to play around with this? I can't think of one good reason that you'd want to keep one bat in your attic. If there are no bats, there is no bat shit. And if there's no bat shit, then you can't become bat shit crazy. I think this is a wonderful treat. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection, and it's a tremendous help to others, too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.